I want to discuss the balancing act between strategy and implementation and how you should compartmentalize each of them. So when I talk to potential customers, I explain to them our approach where we do a phased engagement. We don't do a retainer that goes, uh, well, in theory, forever. So we we split the engagement into two phases. The, fa- the first phase is the strategy, uh, so the, the thinking phase. Uh, some might not call it strategy. They call it a game plan, a roadmap, a blueprint, but it means the same thing. Uh, we call it the diagnostic. And doing a strategy or a diagnostic, it can take a few months or just maybe a few weeks, depending on the scope of work. Uh, but not all work is strategic, uh, but marketers often confuse uh, strategy and tactics and the word gets a bit of a bad reputation in my opinion. Uh, and many companies, they th- seem to think that they don't need strategy. So uh, or that they're paying consultants for uh, making a long, uh, fluffy PowerPoint presentation. Um, and marketers, whether they are in-house or from an agency, they, they say that they want to work more uh, strategically without actually knowing what it means. And then the second phase is the implementation. This is the doing phase. Uh, implementation is about doing tactics, it's about checking off your to-do list. Uh, It's often a phase that will go on for months or years. Uh, This is where you set up your ads, configure your CRM, uh, creating the content. And unfortunately, it seems like many companies, they want to skip strategy uh, and jump straight to the implementation and doing the tactics. And... The problem with jumping straight to the implementation phase is that your overall marketing plan becomes very disconnected from the strategy and you will see less than optimal results in the the long term. So you can end up investing a lot in an agency or have a big marketing budget and not seeing any results um, if you don't do uh, both properly. So I want to do a short discussion about the differences between the strategy and the implementation and why you should compartmentalize and do them in the right order to get the optimal results. So first off, what is a marketing strategy? Uh, And I'm talking about sales-led B2B companies, complex uh, products, high ACV, multiple stakeholders. So this is not a marketing strategy for e-commerce or a B2C company. Um, But one common objection I hear in the sales process is that um, prospective clients, they uh, think they have already done strategy. And in their mind, you know, creating a persona or having a list of accounts or companies they want to target, that is a strategy in, in their eyes. And then they ask us if we can skip the strategy. And I can use an analogy of a doctor. So if you go to a doctor, you would never dictate what type of 
diagnostic, to use that word, uh, to use unless the doctor was incompetent. That would be uh, unprofessional from the doctor's side to just, you know, uh, it will be malpractice, in, uh, essentially. So a good doctor, uh, he or she would use uh, some sort of diagnostic tool. They would ask a lot of questions. They would uh, diagnose a problem, prescribe the solution. And they would never be okay with a patient coming to the office and, and demanding a certain treatment or, or type of medicine. Um, and I think marketers have the same obligation. They should diagnose and prescribe before actually uh, you know, going into uh, fulfill, fulfilling and delivering the whatever uh, service or uh, tactic uh, the company wants to use. And marketers, we are very used to delivering stuff, you know, websites, blog posts, uh, doing SEO, setting up ads, optimizing a landing page. Um, but doing single tactics, that's not a complete strategy. And rushing into tactics uh, will lead to you becoming less effective with your time and budget. But what if... Um, while there are many different approaches to creating a strategy, I would say that a good B2B marketing strategy requires uh, three main things. So the first thing is defining your ICP and identifying your buying committee and sourcing your target accounts. So your ICP, that's a profile of the companies you want to target with your marketing and sales processes. So that can be industries, sub-industries, location, revenue. Uh, it can be their, their technology, uh, technology stack. It can be how their organization is structured. It can be the number of international branches they have. It can be uh, their social media behavior. It can be uh, other unique qualification criteria to your company. Then you will look at the buying committee. So now you're looking at the individuals within those accounts. So you're looking at uh, age, uh, roles, uh, buying roles. So are they a decision maker? Are they a blocker? Are they an influencer, champion, whatever? Uh, what are the personal goals or KPIs that's relevant for them that you can tie into your product or service? Uh, what's the draw, uh, reasons to, to block or reasons to, uh, to, uh, to, to uh, buy? Uh, what's their social media activity? Uh, are there certain disqualification criteria? And with this information, you can quite easily go out and use software or hire agencies to source the company names and in some cases also the individuals in those accounts. Then you need the content map. So another way is uh, another way to describe it, which uh, I really like, is the uh, and this is not a term I came up with. It's a map of informational needs. That means that what information does each stakeholder need to move them closer to a purchase? And I think marketers are guilty of creating a lot of irrelevant content. So we just go out and find some keywords, create some content, some, some gen generic content, and then publish it and hope that it will work. Um, but if you want to do content right and efficiently, I think you should map, all, map out all the topics and questions your audience has when buying a product or service like yours. 
and then you can only focus on creating the content that really matters. So of course you need to leverage keyword research, but you need to look at what other influencers or key opinion leaders in your uh, market uh, is writing or creating content about. Uh, you need to look at which questions are asked in, uh, in different communities. That can be Quora, uh, Reddit, uh, industry forums, and so on. It can be topics from events. It can be customer interviews. It can be insight from sales. And then you need to set revenue goals. So you are probably doing many different types of marketing. So maybe you're doing events, you have an outbound sales team, you're doing some PR, maybe you're doing some form of partnership programs. And to calculate your goals, I will think about the gap marketing needs to fill when it comes to revenue. So let's say you wanna close 5 million in net new business. So you are aiming at 1 million from events, 1 million from partnerships, and the remaining 3 million needs to be sourced from, from inbound leads and marketing. And the calculation I like to use is to start with the number of accounts you're going after, so you can do it the easy way or the a bit more complex way. So you can, you can calculate your TAM, so total addressable market. So the, the companies who are a good fit for your company and who can buy from you. So you can take the total number of accounts and uh, multiply that by the average contract value. So you can say, we have 200 accounts we're pursuing. Uh, the ACV is uh, 100,000 euros or dollars. So that's a 20 million opportunity uh, we're going after. But we need to close 30 of those accounts to reach the goal of closing uh, 3 million in net new business. So that means you need to close 15% of the accounts you have identified. You can also do a slightly more complex uh, calculation. It's not really complex, but it's a bit more complex than the first one. Uh, where you're segmenting your accounts into tiers. So let's say you have three tiers based on which accounts are most valuable and has the highest revenue potential. So the first tier, tier one, is the highest value accounts. Let's say that they are have an ACV of uh, 500,000, and then tier two is 200,000, and then tier one is 50,000. So to achieve your goal of 3 million in net new revenue, you would need to segment each account into each tier. And then your calculation will be uh, the sum. So you would take the ACV of your tier three accounts plus the sum, the ACV of your tier two accounts, and then the sum of tier one accounts and their ACV and put those together, then you will, uh, you will get the complete opportunity you're going after. And that is an estimation, of course. It's not a perfect prediction, but you can know roughly the opportunity you're going after and how many accounts you need to close as a customer uh, within each tier to, to reach a goal. Then you need to look at your timeline and options for moving forward. Uh, so this is quite straightforward. You outline which deliverables, the to-dos your company needs to do and when. So let's say in month one through six, we're going to build an essential foundation, new website, configure HubSpot or Salesforce or whatever. Uh, you need to train the sales team, train the marketing team. We're going to build a content base. And in month six to 12, we'll start promoting our content with ads, generating sales opportunities, mailing our list, and so on. 
And that gives you a sense of urgency. Uh, you have a timeline and a date to commit to. And now it goes into the implementation phase. And what is the biggest risk when it comes to implementation? That is when, or, or, or what's the biggest risk when it comes to uh, creating a strategy? And that is when it's not applied, which leads me to the implementation phase. So the implementation phase is to uh, getting the task you outline in the strategy phase, uh, getting those tasks done. So this is when you're executing the tactics uh, you outlined. And now you're designing and developing a new website, you're building landing pages, you're setting up ad campaigns, writing articles, making videos, and you want to see leads, you want to see clicks on ads, you want to see new contacts in your database, uh, you want to see stuff you can see or touch. Uh, and of course, the execution is crucial. And in the implementation phase, everyone should know what to work on uh, every day, every week, every month. And there's assigned ownership to those tasks. And it helps you to focus on the uh, most impactful deliverables and tasks uh, that will give you the highest impact. So, but very often, whether it's in a house or in an agency, you often have people who are too detached from the work and they only want to work high level uh, and strategically. And uh, I think there's definitely uh, such a thing as doing too much strategy. So without a proper strategy, your implementation will be worse off. So you need to marry or you know do both strategy and implementation. So if you are doing implementation that is disconnected from any strategy, your campaigns and your marketing will be less effective. So you'll produce a lot of irrelevant content, your ads will be poorly targeted, uh, you will not be distributing content in the channels your audience are active in. Emails will have less engagement. Your outreach won't be as effective. Uh, the messaging on your website won't speak to your audience and won't stand out from your competitors. So just having, let's say, a blog or posting on LinkedIn, that in itself will not produce any results. And one of the biggest mistakes companies will make when they want to generate more inbound leads or inbound opportunities is to jump straight to the tactics. So they want to see quick results. Um, but if you're selling a complex B2B product, uh, it's not realistic to see tons of inbound opportunities in the first three to six months. Of course, it can happen. I wouldn't really rely on it. But it's, it's not a realistic expectation to have. So you might think, let's skip the strategy. Let's skip the goal setting, the ICP identification, the tiering, the segmentation, uh, looking at the buying roles uh, and skipping the content uh, plan and just go straight into the implementation. And what really happens is instead of spending four to six months of creating a strategy and building a solid technical foundation and creating a content base, you will probably be at the same place you started in 12 to 24 months from now. You'll made, you, you will have made little or no progress at all. And by trying to speed up the process in the beginning, you cheated yourself from getting results later on. Um, and I think marketing is about momentum. Um, and if you set yourself on the right track early on, your results will co compound like a stock. Um, but 
if you are jumping over the strategy, it's kind of like going to the gym and improving your diet. You can create either you can create a plan that's sustainable. You can do many small things over a sustained period of time. And in four, six, 12 months, you'll start seeing results. Uh, while doing implementation without strategy, it's like doing a crash diet. And you're training like crazy for a couple of months and you're, you're not eating anything, but then you, will, uh, you won't, ab won't be able to sustain it. And you'll be back where you started. So don't skip strategy and resist the temptation and think, oh, speed is of the essence and we need leads yesterday. I think, yes, speed is definitely crucial in marketing, but you'll save yourself more time in the long run if you start off with the proper strategy. So that was all for today. I hope that was helpful. Understanding that you need to do proper strategy, not overdo it, of course, but you do need to do uh, invest some time in the beginning to see better results later on in the implementation phase.